PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by Fly Racing, and of course, Racetech, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and FREE, three-day shipping over 75 bones. It is so, so damn easy to see why you guys should be shopping over there right now, but first... But first, go to keyforinktesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, please, and then continue to live your life and do your shopping just as normal. And what that does, it gives us a little slice, just a little, just a titch, just a little slice of what you guys are purchasing, and it helps us out huge. Let's them know that you guys like this show, you listen, and they want to return in 2021. So thank you guys that have done that. It has helped. They have noticed, and so have I. So thank you very much. And it keeps this lovely lady happy, you know, that I'm actually doing work, because I don't know if she thinks I actually work or not, but Heather is in studio. Hello. That's how you're going to talk. After we did all these mic checks, you went, hey. Hello. Well, do you want me to scream? There you go. That's better. Let's talk. I'm talking. All right. There you go. I have Heather in studio. Hi, everyone. This is going to be a little bit different of a show. No, it's not Coffee with the Kiefer, so I'm sorry. This is a Rocky Mountain Kiefer Tested podcast, but we're going to go over some emails because holy shit, I get a crap ton of them. So many. A lot of these emails that I picked are reoccurring emails. So I get these emails that we're going to read and we're going to talk about, we're going to answer on this podcast today. Um, I picked those because I get these consecutively all week long. Do you answer all of them? Well, Heather... Um, I mean, I know you answer a lot of emails. I mean, yeah, you should know, right? I see you doing emails all the time. I answer 90% of them. The 10% that do not get answered are either they're assholes, how they talk to me. Uh huh. And you don't have to kiss my ass. I don't need ass kissing in my emails. Just, you know, hey, how's it going? Um, here's my question. Boom, that's fine. But you guys, I will literally get nothing sometimes. What's my setting for my bike? I'm not going to answer you because I don't know what the fuck you have. Or, <laughs> hey, real quick. This is how they sum some. Hey, real quick. What do I need for this? You know, it could be like, hey, real quick. What's the best suspension setting for my YZ? I'm, I'm out the track. You know what? Fuck you. Okay, but. I'm not, I'm not going to just be on my computer waiting for emails all day. But do you think some of them are just like trying to just get directly to the point because they know they don't want to like do all this fluffer shit before okay so let's let's paint this because sometimes i'm very like that with my clients like i'm very to the point like hey this is what i got okay but if you're emailing someone right let's say you have a question about whatever yep a nail product Uh uh-huh how are you coming at them hi how's it going you know 
Maybe don't introduce yourself. You just go, hey, man, how's it going? Hope everything's good. And then I have a question. And then start your question. Thank you very much. Blah. There's no thank you. There's no nothing. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't need, hey, man, bro, you're, you're, the, you're the shit. You're cool. I don't care about that. Just be cool, man. Be nice. That's it. They might be the nicest person. Maybe their delivery is just shit. Well, like mine maybe sometimes. you should uh, resend your email. If you're one of these guys <laughs> listening, you're an asshole. Resend it. What if, they, what if they email you and say, hey, I'm an asshole. I just need to know what my setting is. Would you awesome. be like? I'm in. I'm in on you because you call yourself out. I like that. This might sound kind of dickish. I'm just trying to get to the point. When I'm a dick, do I admit it? Yeah. Okay. Then mm-hmm. if you're having a bad day, hey, man, having a bad day right now, but I need some answers. My bike hey, is man, I get it. I had bad days too. So anyway. You had a bad day. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. We forgot the reads here. Uh, we go off the rails sometimes. Fly Racing, if you guys want great gear, a great helmet, how much do I love my Formula helmet? You love it so much. It's quiet. It's plush. Fits right. I like it a lot. Go to flyracing.com. Do yourself a favor. They have everything from Fly over at Rocky Mountain. Purchase some of that stuff and uh, live happily ever after. And as well, if you want to not feel as much bumps on a track, where do you go, Heather? Boy, this is good because you're on the spot. Racetech, racetech.com. Wow. If you guys want to have a better suspension, even if you guys want a better engine feel, they do that as well. Head over to racetech.com. You can email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com. Make sure it's a nice email, though. You're not an asshole. Don't be an asshole on the email. Or just say you're an asshole. And I will happily (laughs) get you a discount code or get you in contact with Chris Riesenberg. Great dude. Great people. Paul Theed is like a wizard. Paul Theed, Heather, is the owner of Racetech, mm-hmm. and he is super smart. Yeah. He came out with Steve and I, Glenn Helen, not too long ago. It's cool to pick his brain. He has a son. He likes to ride with his kid. I have a lot in common with Paul, and uh, I just like being around smarter people, which is most of everybody I hang out with because I'm not the smartest guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's a very, very good dude. So if you guys want to have uh, a better suspension package and an engine package, you can go to racetech.com. They have those there. So go check them out. Last but not least, icon-cbd.com. Do you rub that? Have you been rubbing that stuff on you? I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Do you notice anything? Because mm-hmm. I thought this was witchcraft before. No, it makes my legs feel better after cycling a lot. I rub them on my joints, my knees, my elbows, things like that. It does help. It's not like a miracle you know, I think Aiden actually uses it once in a while, too. Okay, so it's not a Merrill, but I stopped using it for a while, and I noticed how well it works. So if you guys want to have – you guys have some soreness, you guys are riding, or you guys are just grinding at work in your store, go to icon-cbd.com. Use the code Kiefer. Save yourself some money. And it smells pretty good, too. Yeah, it's awesome. It smells a lot better than, like, Icy Hot or Bengay. Yeah, you can really tell when that stuff goes off. Oh. Right? Clears your nostrils. Yeah. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you guys for supporting these guys. They wouldn't be on this program right here if they weren't good people and have good products. So um, I get a lot of advertising questions like, hey, I want to advertise on your podcast, but I push a lot of them away because I simply just don't believe in them. And for 2021, we do have some new advertisers coming on. Oh boy. Some are getting replaced. Oh, boy. Oh, man. We're going to have to have a whole show just about advertisements. You know? Yeah. So it's going to be, it's only a month away, Heather. Are you excited? Yeah. You're not excited, are you? No, I'm excited. How much are you involved in what I do? Like you, like you're here in the studio today. Mm-hmm. You're never 
Unless we do coffee with the kefirs, but you don't normally do this with me, right? No. Do you like it? It's different. I mean, it's fun. It's a nice change. I don't know if your listeners will like it. I think most of my you know, guy listeners like to listen to your voice because it sounds good over the radio. Oh, okay. Not when you're quiet like this, though. <laughs> well, I don't want to scream. I know, because sometimes you do get passionate and loud. And they say, I've got to turn the volume down when Heather's on. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to scream. All right, so... Heather is going to read emails to me. She loves reading. Trust me. She God. loves writing. She loves spelling. Ugh. Can you spell Mervyn's? Shut up. Go away. Can you spell Mervyn's? Yes, but we're not here to spell Mervyn. All right. Read me the emails, guys. You guys have questions about anything. You guys know the, the email. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. We're based and built upon helping you guys out there. Uh, recently, I heard someone said Chris is the fake news of motocross. Oh, your fake news? That's what I've heard from someone. I'm not going to tell you who because you're going to go crazy, and I don't want to do this over the, the show. But Oh, does it rhyme with? No, we're not going to go there. Let's not go there. But um, <laughs> I'm probably, I just laugh about that kind of shit because I'm the furthest from that. Is it? Does it have anything to do with the color of your sweater right now? Uh, no. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, shocking. Exactly. Shocking. Um, yeah, it's it's on brand for that person to talk like that. So... Uh, but just to let you guys know, I am not making money off of lies. <laughs> Trust me. If I was, I would be a lot richer than I am right now. Uh-huh. I just simply like helping people. And I've told you this. What did I tell you? I'm putting you on the spot again. Yep. Uh, what would I be doing? What would I like to do for a living if I wasn't doing what I'm doing? You've told me several things. Well, give, give me, wrap off a couple. Um, DJ. <laughs> okay, well, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strip club announcer. Okay, not that one. Uh, football coach. God, you're forgetting the most important. What am I doing with my business right now? I'm helping people. Right? Oh yeah. So what would I want to do? She doesn't. Know. I'm She's having looking the biggest... at me like hurry this show along. I don't know, Chris. What are you talking about? I want. I would like to help disabled people. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Or are you just saying yeah because you're on the show? Uh no, I kind of remember that because you always rattle off different things all the time. So I just like helping people. You do like helping people, which is why. You created this job. Watch why I got out of uh, the Pete Peterson hellhole. Ugh, fuck Pete Peterson. Right, that was a bad dude. And then uh, he's gotta, a dick. I got to get out of the dirt rider thing. So this is why we're here at Kiefer Inc. All right, read me the first email. The and, fir- and this is the actual email. So if you guys are going to get a taste of some of the wording that I get, well, I correct. Should I not correct what they did? No, it's fine. Let's go ahead. Just read how you want to. Uh, okay, let's see here. This is from Oliver. Okay, Oliver. Oliver. How do you go about safety on the bike? You are riding a lot of labs, which I'm assuming means laps. Not Labradors, right? Mm-hmm. On a variety of dirt bikes and tracks, day in and day out. Just like a professional athlete, your income largely relies on your ability to be on the track and perform. Besides your testing, you have lately revisited your competitive edge by competing at Loretta's and the World Vet Cleaning House. Congrats. hmm Now, besides the races, there is not... The necessity of letting it all hang out all the time. Still, there are plenty of opportunities to eat it on the track and get hurt. My question. On your regular outings, which must be somewhat like a day at the office for the mere mortal MX enthusiast, how do you set yourself up for staying safe and productive without losing focus? Are there certain thought process you have to repeat while circling the track? Do you make conscious mental notes before you go out? 
Do you, for safety's sake, not jump really big stuff or sketchy sections? Is this routine your friend or foe in ambush? As always, input appreciated. Stay safe. All right, so Oliver, that's a very good question. When I saw this, it made me think a little bit because I normally don't think about getting hurt, right? As motocross riders, we don't. You can't think about that. We just don't really think about that. Like It's in the back of my mind. I'm not going to say that because for me as a rider, and if you guys are listening and you guys are also riders as well, it's in the back of your mind, and I like having it there because it keeps me in check somewhat. When you start feeling faster, you're getting comfortable on the bike, you start doing things, you start – accelerating you know um your level of riding you almost get a little bit um what's the word not flaky but you just kind of take things for granted like i'm not going to get hurt i'm i'm good sometimes the process for me and there's a lot of things that goes on with dirt bikes it's it's inevitable that something's going to happen at some point and you're going to get hurt Mm -hmm. and let's just hope it's not tragic right Mm -hmm. and in some case it is it is. Um, for me and my job, yes, I it relies on me being on the motorcycle, doing my job, and evaluating parts, bikes, etc. So I guess after I read this email, I started thinking about what my routine is. And you have no idea, right? You don't even know what I think about or do because we never really talked about this. No, but I think I have an idea. So for me, there's a few things. One, I keep that in the back of my mind. Okay, safety. Chris, you're testing. I don't need to do 100% of effort today. Yes, in cases in testing parts or bikes, there is sometimes you have to push to feel certain things. And I know where those places are on the track, and I know what parts I need to do that with. Um, You can feel a lot, and it's not about when you – being a test rider isn't about being fast as shit. It's about learning the motorcycle, know where you are on the track, and feeling the parts and the machine um, in correlation how to relate it to you guys out there, the consumer. So I don't go to a track saying, okay, man, I'm not going to jump this or this or this. It's all a feeling for me. I go off of my life, I guess, kind of like that as a feeling. Um, I'm still competitive. I'm in my 40s, still like to race. I still like to be able to jump everything on the track and i still like to be creative and that means i will try different things on the track that maybe someone else isn't if i see it's safe i also know that if there's certain if there's something that a pro is doing that doesn't mean i'm gonna go fucking send it and try it just for the dick measuring purposes right mm-hmm. i'm here to test i need to keep on the bike and i will modulate <laughs> my ego to coordinate with my job which is being a test rider that is my job now that's not to say that i can never get hurt because loretta's i obviously ride a lot i mean i ride i ride more than anyone that i know and that includes a lot of these pros because they have to rest i don't get the beauty of rest at times i have to ride for example this is we're recording this on a sunday yep i had yesterday off saturday but i rode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all week. And then next week, I have three days. We have Thanksgiving coming, so I'll have a couple days off. But there's stretches that I will have a six-day-a-week-on-the-bike week, testing week. I will make sure that I stretch, and this is another part of the equation, being in shape. Some of you guys don't get to do that or 
have the blessing of having time to go work out or stretch or do these things. You just want to go ride your dirt bike. I still feel like you need to do some off-the-bike training to be ready to be on your dirt bike. You need to feel healthy enough to be able to ride a 230, 50-pound motorcycle. There's just certain times that you need to be ready for stuff, and if you're not and you're out of shape and you're tired, that's when bad things happen. Let's say you can't. I Kiefer, I don't have time, but I want to ride my dirt bike. I get it. When you're tired on the track, do one lap past the point of tired, pull off. Mark that down. I did three laps. Let's say it's three laps. I'm tired in three laps. I did four laps. Mark it down. Work on that. It's a base. Yes. Work mm-hmm. on that. So I went four laps this month. I'm going to try to do five laps next month. It doesn't happen overnight. I see all these people rushing it. And when you rush trying to get in shape, you rush trying to get faster on your bike, bad shit happens. Take your time. Create a base. It takes months, okay? And this is no bullshit. It takes months to get better. Years. I've been working on this year. So this guy mentioned Loretta's and World Vets. I've been trying to do this for how many years? Several. Right. I've had some injuries. I've had some setbacks. Well, I've had a good two years of base of being able to ride and train. And some of that I have to give kudos to Aiden because he helps me go do that because he wants to ride. Right. But you need a solid base of riding to achieve certain goals. So I guess, Oliver, to answer your question, and this is long-winded, is just I don't think about getting hurt that much. It's in the back of my mind. I'm pretty cautious. I remember my dad saying, you never really were the type of guy that rode over your head. I've always rode within my means. I've kind of understood if I don't... um, Do you think that's kind of hurt you in a way? Yeah, in racing, of course. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, like I've said on other shows, I feel like it's certain people are built to be champions. I wasn't one of them. I was never born to be Travis Preston. Right? Mm -hmm. He had something that I didn't. And whether that was his lifestyle, his upbringing, the money, I don't know. But there's something instilled in you early in in an age where you can go past 100%. Right? Yes. And I obviously didn't have that. So I settled on what I have today. This is what I got. I'm a test rider. I do these things. And just now, when I got older, I learned how to to ride past my edge a little bit, you know? But that's because of years and years of riding. I didn't have that right away. So you got to be careful. You got to have that in the back of your mind, but know when to say when. Don't get sucked in to, with your buddies, dick measuring, lap times, and just try to stay safe. And one thing I want to add, this is gonna, this, I probably could have did a whole podcast on this. <laughs> I yelled at Aiden one day, and I, I've told this story on, I think, Pulp and this show. Uh, he went off the track and then kept, kept it pinned and hit some rocks and ate shit. I'm Ugh. very When I'm at a track, no matter if – I'm at Glen Helen twice a week, right? Mm-hmm. First two laps, I'm looking around on the side of the track. So when you go to your local track, your first couple laps, yeah, you're riding the track to see if they change anything, blah, blah, blah. But also look on the side of the track, on the edges of the track, to see what's there. There could be a rock sitting there going, come on. Yeah, get off line a little bit. I'm going to fucking cartwheel you. Or let's say you get out of shape. 
and you 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 have to exit the track. I want to know where I'm going into, right? Do you think Aiden does this? Now he does. After I yelled at him about it. But I mean, do you, do you really think he does that? Or because I know that you've always instilled in him to go out and you roll the first lap or two to check tracks, see what's up, anything changed. Right. But do you think he actually looks at the edges? I don't think he does as much as I do. I just learned from over years of cartwheeling, changing lines mm-hmm. and s- not seeing things that I should have seen. Have I've had one of my I've had some of my worst crashes going off of my main line because I didn't move around. So that's part of Oliver's questions. Move around on the track early so you know what what it feels like. If you guys are on your local track and you guys hit the same line, you guys, dude, I'm killing it. I'm wired. Move over two feet off of a jump. Ten bucks says it feels different over there. Because if you're at a local track, you have a local track guy on the tractor. Everything is not perfect. Left side's b- bigger than the right side. <laughs> I at Glen Helen, I know the low lines. I know the high lines. I know where there's going to be a kicker going to form. I know where shit's going to happen. Right. Right. So learn the track. No, you know, people make fun of Ralph and Jeff. The track's alive. The track is alive. It is alive. Like, it changes over time. It'll come back and bite you in the ass. It does. So just be ready for it. Be conscious. It's not like I just do something special to be safe. I'm going to get hurt again, I'm sure, if I do this all my life. <sighs> I might break something. It's just shit happens. But I'm, I try to have my head on correct every time I ride. Well, it's just like... Was it a couple of years ago at Vet National? You crashed in an S turn. Uh, yeah, I got a concussion. And got a concussion in yeah. practice. Didn't even get to race. In a corner, smacked my head in the back. Didn't know where I was. You want to know what happened there? What happened there? Felt pressure to do good. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about this right now, right? Mm-hmm. So someone showed up, and I can't remember the guy's name. It was a GP rider. Someone will probably know who I'm talking about. Yamaha, oh, Coppins. Josh Coppins came. And I'm like, I'm going to go. You mean Mary Poppins? No. <laughs> That's not funny, but <laughs> Josh Coppins, MXGP guy. You really liked that, didn't you? <laughs> Just rhymes. I- I've never even seen Mary Poppins. Um, I've never G- really watched it either, so. Oh, my God. Josh Coppins yep. came. And that's what I think right when I turned 40. I'm like, this guy ain't coming from Europe, and he's going to beat me on my own turf. So I wanted to set the tone in practice. So in practice. I got in behind him, passed him, and wanted to yard him just to be like, hey, man, this is what you're going to deal with all the rest of the day. Well, riding a little bit past my means, still a little greasy in the morning, mm-hmm. went into a corner, swapped out, boom, fell back on the back of my head, like whiplash, bam, knocked out, <whistles> concussion, that's why. Again, ego. Know when to go, know when to not go. I should have waited a little bit to the track to come around. I didn't. I tried to ride the track like it was at 11.30 versus 8 a.m. So these are all the things that I'm talking about keeping your head on straight. And I didn't even know that. You never told me that. Yeah, well, because we don't talk like this. You're not You're not. Kidding. Well, you were also really jacked up when you got home. I wasn't there, remember? I was at Aiden's football game. Yeah, but you're not hitting me with the hard questions. You just want to take care of me, right? Well, yeah. Right. You kept repeating yourself. Right, I'm just saying, but th- these are the things that I think come I up. hit my head. I think I hit my head. Did I'm I tell a, you I hit my head? Concussions are no joke. And there's a helmet question we're going to get to in these things if we ever get off this subject. Thanks, Oliver, for making a whole podcast about this. <laughs> but proper helmet, 
really helps. So anyway, that's my spiel. There you go, Oliver. Go ahead, babe. Uh, should we go to the helmet one now? No, just keep going down the list here. Okay. Hi, Kiefer. Yep. I started off by staying... I love the podcast. You put stain, but it's sane. Okay. This is, the, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, questions for you. I just purchased a set of new WP Exact Pro Cone Valve and tracks shocks. I am 6'6", 235 pounds, mm-hmm. so I know I have to change the spring. Do I need to have them revalved as well? Okay. I'm not familiar with how they come from WP. I'm a vet intermediate, and I mainly only ride tracks up here in NorCal. Also, what are the differences on the track between exact stuff and KYB spring conversion and revalve? AER? Yep. Okay. What were you going to say about when you saw AER? Were you going well, to say go R? Well, I didn't know if it was like a, another <laughs> like spell, like if you meant to put air and put an right. E in there instead. Okay. So this is a good question too. What was his name? Shane. Shane. Um, so Shane, yes, when W when you purchase a set of exact pro components from WP, they do have a setting built into those. I have been a part of creating settings with, with WP. I know Dennis Stapleton does a lot of that stuff. Um, there's a couple guys from KTM that helps WP create a base consumer setting, but that doesn't mean it's going to be ready to race, you know, right when you get it, it could be close, but for me, I would buy this stuff and then have it valved for me personally. You're spending three thousand bucks on a pair of forks. Um, a few, a few hundred more dollars ain't going to kill you to try to get it dialed in for for you, right? If I'm spending the money on this stuff, I want it to be the best it can be, and getting it revalved at your local shop or somewhere um, that you feel comfortable with is the right thing to do. So yes, I would get it revalved for you. Especially being what he weighs, what two something, two thirty five. Yeah, I mean it, it's not in your target rate range. I mean these these guys that test the the production or like you know when they sell into the consumer the base settings, they're one hundred seventy to one hundred eighty five pounds. So not your optimal weight for you for a vet B rider. Now he asked me what the differences are between a cone valve. KYB conversion and AER. So there is distinct differences on the track between the two, three. Uh, I went out and just wrote some KYB conversion stuff on a KTM 350 the other day. I purchased cone valves myself, exact pro components, and of course I've had revalved air forks. Right away for me, yes, when you do revalve an AER fork, it does get better. It does lose a little, um, does gain a little bit more comfort. But what you're not going to get, no matter what, because it's an air fork, is consistency you'll have a better feeling but that feeling will change over time no matter if it's valved or not this is what i've learned okay Um, you can stick nitrogen nitrogen in it yes it changes less but regardless it still changes so i'm kind of moved away from that i like front end traction but i want it throughout the whole day i want a consistent feel i want to be able to hit a bump the same way 10 times and have it feel the same way 10 times not six times. Uh, KYB conversion has more comfort than an exact pro component fork, but it moves more in the stroke. It has a KYB feel. Does it feel like a Yamaha SSS fork, KYB fork? No, it does not. It still has a little bit different of a feel, but it does have the action and move like an SSS fork. So if you have the right people valve 
the KYB, uh, you know, the fork conversion, it makes the KTM less rigid in the front, less harsh feeling. And for me, I have more front end lean angle traction on throttle. Now, if I'm racing and I want hold up, I want a firmer feel, I'm going the exact pro component way because that's what it does. I've had some stuff built by Racetech as well as REP. You can go back to uh, keyforinktesting.com and read those articles, but they were plush enough, but very firm at the end stroke. So if you guys are riding softer tracks, um, bigger bumps, I would lean more towards the exact pro component fork. If I was riding more West Coast style tracks, choppy, little hard pack, uh, you want that front wheel to follow the ground more, I would be leaning towards a KYB conversion. That would be my go-to. So hopefully I answer that for you. Go ahead, babe. All righty. So the next one is from Boston. Boston. Just following up on the email I sent you a while ago on the effects of high-speed adjustment on ride height. I would like you to explain your theory to me a bit. Just wanted to understand the side that you are coming from. This is a difficult question, okay, because I'm a test rider. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a suspension tech. So high-speed compression, I get a lot of these, these questions. Kiefer, how do I know what to adjust, low-speed or high-speed compression? All right, so high-speed compression acts like a ride height, just like your sag. So you'll say you set your sag to 105. I'm getting on the track. It still feels low, Kiefer. Well, instead of trying to adjust your sag to a 103, Let's try the high speed a quarter turn in. That stiffens it up throughout the whole stroke. So it'll, in, in, in essence, will raise your rear end up a little bit on acceleration on coming out of corners, loading the, the shock, G outs, jump faces. That'll keep your rear end up a little bit as well. Now, you will deal with a little bit less comfort in those situations. But if that comes about, okay, like... Okay, man, it doesn't feel as low now. I went a quarter turn in on the high speed, but now I'm starting to get some, you know, stiffness, some rigidity, some harshness, Kiefer, in this rear end. Back out your low speed a click or two, and that'll help it move a little bit more in the stroke. But in essence, keep your ass end up. That is how I go about when I do my own bike. So if you guys still feel low, don't be scared of the high speed. It actually works really well. There's more of a noticeable difference for me when I adjust high-speed compression on the shock versus low-speed. And if I really want to dial it in in, in small increments, then I go low-speed. But for me, high-speed is important, so don't be scared of that big knob. Turn it eighth to a quarter turn. If you guys can do it with a socket, ratchet, or a T-handle, that's the easiest way to figure out how, how uh, much you're turning it. I go eighth to quarter turn and then kind of dial that in. And if you guys start to feel a little bit stiffer or softer, you can, you know, really fine tune it with low speed compression. So that's how I do it. Now, if you're asking me what's involved, the oil flow and, and all this other stuff, I can't tell you that. I'm not that knowledgeable on that side. You know who is knowledgeable, Heather, about that stuff? And I will give him props. Who? Michael Lindsay. All right, then. Although Michael doesn't shut the fuck up sometimes, and I'll, t I'll tell him this to his face, and he knows this. He's very smart at a lot of things. He, he knows a lot of shit. So just be prepared for a 25-minute answer. If he was on this podcast right now and we talked about that, oh, boy, we'd be here 46 minutes. 
It would be longer than that. Thanks for listening. Please hold. These commercials are very fun. They even got discount codes. We'll be back with the show in a minute. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColeen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So. Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the diner room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Are you an older guy like me? I'm 43, and I still love to go race dirt bikes. If you're like me, go to OregonOldTimers.com. They're just not racing in Oregon. They got a race coming up at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th. They have a Mesquite, Nevada race, October 31st and November 1st. Bring the family, long motos, classes for everyone, very cool organization, and it's run very good. It's not this thing you're going to be sitting around all day waiting to ride, and when you do ride, you got five laps. Longer motos, fun to get in shape, hang out with your family, hang out with your buddies, go race some dirt bikes, go to OregonOldTimers.com. And check out the schedule. And if you guys have any questions, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. See you guys at the race. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So 
The stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Have you ever just walked out inside your garage, go to start your bike, and that some bitch don't start? Well, that's because you were like me at one point. I did not use firepower batteries on some of my test bikes out there. Go to start it one morning before a test, dead. My good old trusty YZ450F, dead. Go to firepowerparts.com, do yourself a favor, put a battery in your Yamaha or any color bike, lose a little bit of weight. You'll get more reliability. And while you're at it, you're looking for a chain. Firepower Parts do O-ring chains as well as heavy-duty seal chains. And they even got oil. You can check them out. Firepowerparts.com. They have a lot of great parts. That's why they're on this show. And, of course, they are a WPS company, so you know it's quality. Go visit them. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips come on i am a sx race evo and fusion guy so go check them out protaper.com and if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions go to keyforinktesting.com there's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike go search around it's a fun article keyforink testing it's a great place to do it you know what else is protaper protaper.com maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the key for tested podcast Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. 
Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon, powermotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, Ooh, or a Kawasaki. Ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. Guess who's back? Back again. Hey, we're back. Thanks for listening. On with the show. All right, next question. Um, Mark wants to know how he can get into the industry to become a test rider. Oh, my God. Oh, Mark. Mark's Mark. <sighs> I'm taking deep breaths here on this one. <clears throat> All right, Mark. Oh, you got to clear your throat for that one, too. Let me clear my throat. Uh, Mark. This it's very difficult. Okay, let's say you're an outsider. Let's say you just have a normal blue collar job, but yet you want to get in the industry. I tell people to try to work at a dealership first. What was one of my first jobs? You worked at um, XRs only. Al Baker's XRs only. I was a shipper. And then you worked for Larry Rossler. I worked for Larry Rossler's Moto Zone. No, Stroker. Oh, Stroker. Sorry, my bad. Yes. Sec- stroke me, stroke me. <laughs> Secretary did. <laughs> okay, that's a whole other podcast. That was a good time. I was young. She taught me a lot. Gosh. Anyway, if you want to get in the industry, <laughs> go try to work at a dealership. No parts. Get to know the bikes. Uh, know the consumer base. That is a great way to start. That's where I started. You can also meet a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of salespeople that come in and out of dealerships. And you never know where that could lead you. Now, if you're one of the lucky few that just kind of jumps into our industry, what you will find out is our industry, maybe this is a normal life, I don't know, maybe you can help out here. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to find someone that is a unicorn. Yes. So a unicorn is someone that can work really hard, be reliable, be on time, be somewhat normal because I'm not normal, but I'll make sure my job is done the correct way. It's very difficult to find that person. In our industry, they just think, Oh, uh, Kiefer, you just fucking ride all the time. You just ride, dude. I want your job. Yes, I ride a lot. But I'm in here. I'm in the office. I'm typing. I'm answering emails. I'm getting uh, stories out. I'm writing stuff writing stuff for Racer X. I'm helping Steve. I have minimal to, bike work. I'm not a mechanic. That's Vaj. No, but you do do some stuff. I do do yeah, air filters, oil, basic shit. I'm not tearing down engines. No. I could I would not have time to do that. There's no way. But I'm doing a lot of things. You have to hustle to make money in this industry. Unless you're just owner of Monster Energy or whatever. 
you're going to be middle class, you know, happy with your lifestyle because you get to ride your dirt bike. And what else I find out is these people come into the industry and the people that are the correct ones and they bust their ass, they have no fucking time to ride. They're so burnt out. They're mm-hmm. so fried from working their asses off that the days they do have off, they don't want to ride their dirt bike, which the, is sad because they're not making enough money. The thing that they've been so passionate about. The thing that they love so much. They end up hating. They end up hating it <laughs> because someone screwed them over or they're working their ass off and someone's not noticing it or whatever. It's just it's just crazy to me. In our industry, in this moto industry that everyone wants to get into, I get it. I wanted to be there. I'm in it now, but I'm telling you right now, it is the greatest thing. I love it. People say, do you still love to ride? I fucking love riding. You know this. Mm-hmm. I love riding. But if I had to work in our industry and not ride, I could not do it. Like this is why I got Steve. I go, Steve, you need to ride, dude. Like you're in this industry. You work your ass off. You set a good work ethic for me and other people. Go enjoy your motorcycle. Enjoy the thing that you love to do before you started doing this, right? Yep. So this is why I try to create my business around testing and getting with people and talking. But yes, to get in the industry, either A, you got to know somebody and be a really good person and they got to see that or start from the roots like I did at a dealership, bug the correct people. How I got in the how I got into this thing was from who? Carl Kramer. Carl Kramer worked at Dirt Rider. He came in to XRs only, and I knew who he was because I read magazines. And I go, "Do you need a test guy?" Nope. Next time I see him, "Do you need a test guy?" Nope. Hey, Carl, what's up? You, nope. He would say no before I even say anything. <laughs> but one day he came in. I can't even picture Carl telling you no because he, he's so nice. I know. I saw him there, day, did I tell you? No, how is Carl? He was at Glen Helen. I saw him. He was doing stuff for Dirt Wheels. Oh, Yeah, he's Carl. a good dude. If you guys don't know Carl Kramer, he's a great dude. He's the one that got me started in all this craziness. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I should thank him or, or be pissed off at him. I don't know which one it is. Both. Uh, but he would say, no, no, no. But I was persistent. There's a way of being persistent to get in the industry and not be pushy. I wasn't like, hey, man, you need me because I'm this or... I know all of this. I didn't suck my own dick to get into the industry. And a lot of these guys, I get emails. Hey, man, I know this. I know this. Let me figure it out on my own. Carl figured it out on his own. Like this kid shows up on time. He, I'm supposed to be here at 8. I was there at 8. Backtracking. A kid got hurt. One of their test riders, I think his name was Bobby Sage. Bob Sage was a good rider, by the way. Broke his leg at Mammoth or something. Kiefer. New bike time. June. I need some. I need a test guy. Boom. Yep. No problem. You haven't heard where it's going to be. I don't care. I will show up. Who was the editor at that time? It wasn't Ken Fought, was it? Mm, yes. Yes. He was there for that long? Yeah, Ken was there for a long time. I didn't think he was there for that long. Yeah. Um, showed up. He liked what I was about. Uh, he liked what I looked on the bike. I did what I was supposed to do. I didn't do any more or any less. I wasn't just beating the shit out of a bike. He wanted some notes. I made damn sure his notes were there that night. Um, And if, I don't know, wait, I don't even think emails was around then. No. So I made damn sure he had them before I left. That's what I remember. I just did that, did that, did that. And finally, they're like, hey, we want to use you all the time. Wasn't getting paid. Still wasn't getting paid. They didn't, you don't pay 
photo guys or test dudes. You just got free shit, right? And you get to be in the magazine. You get to be in the magazine. So I didn't make any money for the long time, but guess what? I met people. I met Ed Scheidler. Boom. Yamaha job. I met someone else. Boom. That job came out. I met someone else. Boom. So do the right thing. Be honest. Get your work on time. Know how to spell. Know how to type. Because if I need someone, and I do need someone here at Kiefer Inc., but I only could afford to pay someone in the 18 to 25-year-old range in that salary cap, right? I can't afford a 35-year-old man that has two kids and a wife. But in that 18 to 25-year-old range, most of y'all are idiots. (laughs) I was an idiot. But I, I figured it out real quick. Yep. And I'm not saying everyone is, okay? But it's tough to find someone reliable uh, that is in that range. You know who's in that range that helps me? Who? I've told you this. This is like a good it's good, it's like a good thing for you to be on the show today to see if you remember a lot of things. Jesus. It's Sunday. My brain is Colt not... Knack. Oh, yeah. Colton's a good kid. Good kid. Young. Does what he says. Responsible. He's not a idiot. He's got his shit together. He's got his shit together. I like Colton. That's why he helps me. Yep. Moving along. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat now. Just kidding. Okay. Hi, Chris. Mm-hmm. Need Hi. your help as a moto dad. Ooh. Oh, boy. Wrote you before about my son, my soon-to-be 18-year-old trying a Yamaha. Mm-hmm. He has ridden KTM since 125, now on a 250 and 350. He goes good but struggles in corners, and his bike seems not to track like his bike. Buddies on Yamaha. Okay. Like crazy moto dad, I bought a 21250 YZF for him to try using your mapping and he liked it. Okay. Said it seemed to feel more stable but wasn't like I'm never riding orange again. Question. Did I completely screw up having him try another brand? Do you feel the Yamaha is better for a solid B rider as far as concerning and handling... Oh, sorry. Cornering and handling and making him... Keep trying it. Mm-hmm. Just curious what your thoughts, as you know, these bikes inside and out and that you are a moto dad. Love your work, Mike. All right, Mike. So did he say how old his kid was been there at all? Uh, he was soon to be 18, so I'm assuming he's around. Okay, so he's still impressionable, right? You okay over there? You're moving around a lot. Sorry, I was getting comfortable. Um, he's still impressionable. I have Aiden Charlie's bikes. You know, I really try hard to get Aiden involved in some of my testing so he knows what I do. He can feel motorcycles, so it helps him when he gets older. Uh, no, I do not think you screwed him up. I think a Yamaha is a great 250F for a B rider. It's a great bike for a lot of guys. It's a great bike for older vet guys as well. Uh, but also the KTM is a great bike too. I ride a KTM um, for me, and I will say this, and I think I've told Travis this, for 2021, and I know I'm not doing shootouts, but I've ridden them all, I would rather ride a Kawasaki or a KTM versus a Yamaha. Why? Because oh mid-range to top-end power is spread out longer, and I can rev it farther than I can a Yamaha. Okay, hold on. Time out. Yep. So we're going to Loretta's next year. Yep. Does that mean you're riding orange again? I'm talking about 250Fs, babe. This is 250Fs. Okay, I, I retract my okay. statement. So 250Fs, um, Yamaha's a great bike, has the most low-end power in class. He can lug it. He can learn to short shift. As long as he rides it, Almost like a 450-ish, he's going to love that bike. If he says it's stable and he loves it, keep him on that machine. Um, if you want to lean him toward a KTM, 
just a couple of quick modifications. You need some, obviously, suspension work. We just talked about the KYB conversion, blah, 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 and a Vortex ignition. Probably some of the most fun I've had on a motorcycle was an ECU on a KTM and some suspension, and that thing was a blast to ride. I loved it. Easy to ride, pulled far. I can use second gear really long out of a corner. Um, but for me, in a stock trim, most of my test guys love a Yamaha just because it has torque. So I don't think you screwed him up. I think just dial his suspension settings in a little bit if he's a fast B kid. And uh, it's a reliable machine. A lot of these people email and say, hey, man, timing chains are going out in 20 hours. Unless you're a hammerhead and revving the shit out of it, a Yamaha YZ250F is very reliable. The muffler does suck. Uh, We've had about two rides on our muffler, our stock muffler, and it's loud and obnoxious, and it's just trash. So you might want to look into either A, repacking that thing very or, or a lot or very soon, or just go to a slip-on FMF or Pro Circuit. Those are excellent choices as well. So I think you're okay. I don't think you're uh, in the danger zone with your kid. Go ahead. Danger zone. Highway to the danger zone. <clears throat> All righty. Hey, Chris, I am interested in purchasing a new Honda for 21, but I'm unsure which one to get. Since Honda is still making and selling the 2020 CRF 450R, should I go that route or the 21 CRF 450R route? Chad. Chad, this is a tough one. This is a great question, by the way, because Honda is also repurposing their 2020 machines. They're still selling them, so they remade them, Heather. You're looking at me like I'm weird, so I'm going to explain to you why, in case you guys out there listening. Well, I'm just laughing because I'm not trying to find a bike for, you know, shorty out there in the living room. This is a 450, though. I know, but I'm just saying. Right. They're all gone. A lot of these bikes are gone, so that's where I was going with this. Yep. It's going to be hard to find a 21 CRF 450R because they simply didn't make enough. And if you do, they're going to be overpriced. $12,000. Our buddy Dallas Dunn bought us a 12... that. $12,000. Did you imagine the interest rate? So basically, you're going to buy... A Might as well buy a Honda Civic. <laughs> you're going to buy a Roach for twenty grand because you're going to ride the crap out of it, right? Uh, it's going to get roached out. I can't spend that much money on a dirt bike. Sorry. I wouldn't let you spend that much money on a I dirt love bike. side-by-sides, but I would not spend $30,000 on a side-by-side. You would just blow it out. That's what I think, right? Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off subject. Someone, One of my clients just bought one, and they rolled it, and now it's in the shop getting fixed because it's got a ton of damage. Thirty grand. That's how much it is. It's insane. I don't have that much money. Uh, which one would I buy? 2020 or 2021? All right. I will tell you this right now, Chad. A 2021 CRF 450R is a better base. But we all know this. The ECU is a little rich. The suspension is soft. If you don't care about that stuff, which a lot of guys don't because you can get the ECU reflashed and you're going to have your local guy do it, Racetech, Enzo, whoever. The suspension is soft, but you can get that fixed. I would say buy a 2021 CRF 450R. Now, they are selling the 2020 for $1,000 less. But to me, it has all the same traits as the 21 in the negative area, which I mean, yes, it has a little bit of vibration, still feels a little bit rigid, and it's hella fast, too fast where it's hard to control. Chad at XPR built my 2020 Honda 450. Best Honda 450 I have experienced. My Bullfox Bras Honda race bike was too fast. I sucked because I was scared <laughs> as shit on that bike. I didn't know what the fuck it was going to do. It was rigid. <laughs> it was fast. I was like a, a armadillo just trying to 
ball up on this thing because I did not know how to ride this thing. I tried to mellow it out and it didn't mellow out. So no, unless you sp- <laughs> unless you plan on spending a lot of money on your 2020, I would just try to suck it up if it's 12K for your 2021 Serif 450R. It is a better base, less rigid, still vibrates as much as the 2020, but ECU reflash, not that much money, a couple hundred bucks, and then you can get your suspension done and you're good. I still feel like you would be in the clear as far as money wise on a 21, even though it's 12 grand versus getting a 20 where you're still going to spend nine grand and then do all have to do all this work to it. So it's kind of a wash. I'd rather just get that 21, be happy and live my life. Unless you can't find a 21 and then buy a 20. Unless you can't find a 21, then you're going to be on a 20 and hopefully you're a man, more of a man than me because that bike is so fast. But if you are listening to this and you are on a 2020 and you want to mellow it out, Chad Chad does really good work, guys. I talk about him a lot on this podcast. And I'm sure there's other guys like him out in the world. I mean, I get emails, hey, there's so-and-so out in Illinois. He's good too. I don't know him. I'm only telling you guys out there things that I know. Chad at XPR is a wizard with Vortex ECUs. He can make that Honda smooth, long. I wish... I rode a, could have rode my test bike that he built for me versus the, the Bullfrog Spa's bike because that was a full-blown race motor. Tony Alessi is like, you need more power. You need to get starts. <laughs> well, Tony, I didn't get the fucking start because I couldn't make it out of my damn qualifier. <laughs> so I don't need all that power. <laughs> you know, instead of opening my mouth saying, no, Tony, I need to do this, I was like, yep, yep, yep. I was a yes man. I suck balls. You didn't suck balls. I sucked. Look at me now versus on a Yamaha versus a Honda. Yeah. So anyway, you guys are looking to tone down your 2020s. XPR does good work. Okay, go ahead, Ben. All right. We have a worried parent from Wisconsin. Uh Uh-oh. What is the safest helmet to purchase for my kid? Mm. Uh, This is is tough, too, because uh, obviously I'm attached to fly. There are some good helmets out there. There are some good helmets out there, and I'm going to give you a couple that I know. Obviously, I'm going to mention Fly Formula because not I don't understand that, oh, they advertise Kiefer, but it really is a great helmet. Unless you're not wearing Fly, then you can't wear a Fly helmet. I'm a soul rider now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to retract all the shit I said back then. Shut the, up. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. If you're a mixed match guy and you just want to ride dirt bikes, I'm in on you. I don't give a shit anymore. I like that you ride a dirt bike. Not everyone's got a match like me. Yes. Do I want a match? Yes. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have to. Back to the question, Heather. Fly formula, I believe in the safety aspects. I believe in the comfort. I believe in the ventilation. I believe how, it's such a quiet helmet. Man, It now that I'm wearing other helmets a lot lately, I can really appreciate how good the fly formula is. I've crashed in the formula. and You have? Still, still slightly. Is there things you're not telling me? I've crashed. Mm. I've showed you the marks helmet it works it's uh, good technology yes. another one i love 60 60 bob and the guys over at 60 great technology they're the first ones to change the game in the helmet technology world they were the innovators they came out with some new technology it forced everyone else to step up their game in their helmet department mm-hmm. it wasn't just snell it wasn't just dot it was all this new technology that bob and the guys over at 60 really came in and made people think. Which, when Aiden really started riding, that was the only helmet you would let Aiden that wear. That was the only helmet. Was I, uh, I got a concussion in a showy. Yep. 
Um, that was your Glen Helen Vet National. That was, the vet ha- that, that was the deal. And I've I've gotten a concussion in a rye. I will say a rye is very comfortable and plush feeling inside. A showy is also, but I want to have a mixture of both safety and comfort. So those two helmets is what I would recommend first and foremost. So if you're a, a universal type of a gear guy, I say 6D because it goes with any brand. You can wear a 6D if you're living by the laws of gear you know, matching. 6D can go with anything because it's a proprietary helmet company. Uh, believe in the technology. Quick story about 6D real quick. After that concussion, at Glen Helen, on the showy, I got a call the next week that I barely remember, but someone referenced this to me the other day. Bob from 6D called me. Check up on me. He didn't have to. He called, um, left me a message, say, hey, man, I heard you crash. want to see if you're okay. Let me know, and I want to talk to you about, about, about you know helmet safety. He wasn't pitching his brand to me. He says, you want to learn more? You can come down. After I got better, it was three months later, yep. I went down and learned more about their helmet, about other people's helmets, the safety, the technology. He took the time out of his day to help me with this. Well, and even when Aiden crashed at Racetown yep. and he got his concussion, he was in a 6D. And, and that was a bad one. Mm-hmm. I remember Bob called and was like, bring his helmet down. I want to look at it. Right. And he took it down. And- but... To say that, it wasn't even a bad concussion. No. He was a little foggy during the day. The next day, he was fine. Well, he was he was mellow for a couple of days. It wasn't like your concussion. Yours was right. way worse, but yeah. It could have, and when I was behind him when he crashed, when Aiden crashed, it, I thought he would have been knocked out, and he didn't get knocked out. When I came up to him, I was like expecting him to be snoring. He wasn't. So those are the two helmets that I would suggest. Mark, is that his name? I'm sorry. Um... um Worried parent from Wisconsin. Okay, worried parent from Wisconsin. That's those are the two that I would look into. Um, I may or may not have a discount code for one of those two helmets. Chris at KieferInkTesting dot com. I can get you a discount code. Help you out a little bit because I know they're expensive. Moving oh. along, Heather. Okay, next one. How does Heather put up with you and Aiden's obsession for moto? I mean, I get it. But does she feel left out when you and Aiden ride together all the time during the week? How does she deal with the anxiety of both you riding? There's the, there. Well, it's a two part question. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. And let's, let's, that's yours. That's yours. Um, I don't get bummed out. I love that you guys have that special time together. Uh-huh. And it, it's nice as a parent to see you bond with our son and have the same passion and love for a sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anxiety until race day, and I am a basket case. I drink lots of bitch pops to help calm my nerves. Uh, any kind of liquor. <laughs> That's a bitch pop? That's, any kind of liquor? Well, I mean, it, it depends on what's around. But like oh, you're the, ramping up? You're ramping up. I'm right? ramping. I'm looking at the levels right now. Am I? Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me bring it down. <laughs> um, no, just anything that has liquor in it, like the stupid Smirnoff zero calorie, zero sugar flavored water with some liquor. Right. Helps me at Loretta's. That was a big. I'm sad that you got a drink to calm down. Because I get so nervous. I, it's like nervous because I don't want nothing to happen. And it's nervous because I just want you guys to do so well because I know how hard you guys have worked. Like I know AZ Open's coming up mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to be off I, the charts. But I don't I'm think it's going to be Loretta's off the charts. No, not Loretta's off the charts. But anytime you guys race, it's, it's a I little nerve wracking. I mean, I have anxiety. I don't really. It's funny. I just I'm with Aiden a lot when I ride. Two things. One, I feel 
I don't use this word a lot, blessed. I don't really use that word. But I feel like I'm lucky to have be able to have Aiden come to work with me, right? So I get to spend a lot of time with him, even though he annoys the shit out of me on certain things that he does. <laughs> I feel like it's cool because I never really got to go to work with my dad. And it's yeah. kind of a cool thing, you know? Like he gets to go to work. He gets to see me interact with people. It's that take your son to work day every day A lot, for right? Yeah. And, and uh, in our industry, it doesn't get really frowned upon, you know? No. So uh, I like that I'm able to do that. But your pa- it's almost like you guys bringing your kids to work is what's kind of keeping the sport going. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, because you got to keep kids on dirt bikes. Right. You got to get these kids because if we don't get our kids outdoors mm-hmm. and off their fucking video games, our sport's going to die. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, second part is uh, as a male point of view, as a husband, Heather does get jealous. Okay? Don't let her fool you. When? Uh, where'd we go last week? Fool. <laughs> I was going to Arizona to do some recon with Aiden, and it was just going to be me, Aiden, and my buddy Greg. Listen. Hold on. Let me tell a story, then uh. you can rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, babe, I'm going to go to Arizona. Aiden and I are going to ride and check out the track for a day. Okay. It started with, yeah, okay, it sounds good. A day goes by. What time are you leaving? Um, I'm going to leave, uh, probably around noon. Oh, oh, okay. Another day goes by. Well, um, I think I can reschedule some of my clients if you want me to go. And finally, by this time, I'm like, fuck it. Yep. You want to go? Come on. Let's go. Because it doesn't bother me that you go. Like, I like that you go. So it's not like I'm hating on it. But the thought of you being by yourself for a day and a half without me or Aiden, you're out. Ugh. That's not even how it went down. That's how it goes. No, it didn't. Because what it was was, well, I think Greg's gonna go. So if Greg goes, you don't you don't need to go. Okay, is Greg going? I don't know. Is Greg going? Because I need to fix my day on Friday. I don't know. Ah, uh, just go with us. It's fine if he goes or Thank not. You. That's why, because I just got tired of it. I'm just like, I'm over it. Because I don't want you going Thursday night. Oh, so are you going with us tomorrow? And then I got all these clients. I got to reschedule. I was going by myself. <sighs> no. Nope. Okay, what's the second part? Uh, okay. I know you test all these bikes, and I see you ride the Yamaha on your own time a lot. But what bike would you this purchase? Is the same guy? Yes, if oh. you were spending your own money on one between a four fifty and a two fifty, please. Really, it's the same person. Yes, there's no. Huh. All right. Unless uh, you, the person didn't sign their name. Maybe. So obviously, I have this little thing on my website called "On My Own Dime." What I would spend my own money on. And I do a lot of these, and I spend. I still spend my own money a lot. On I things. spend my money on Aiden's two fifty Honda. Right? Yeah, you bought a Honda for Aiden. God. And why did we buy a Honda for Aiden? Because he likes that bike the most. And why does he like it the most? Because it doesn't have a lot of bottom end power, so he can control it, and it revs out, and it's light, and it corners. This is why Aiden loves his Honda. Um, I love a YZ four fifty F. People say, "Oh, yeah, Kiefer's you know getting paid by Yamaha or." Uh, I'm Travis's friend, so I got to like it. Look at, I bought a Husqvarna. You bought it. I bought it. I bought a Yamaha. Mm-hmm. I've bought all different kinds of bikes. You bought Hondas before. I bought a Honda. I like good bikes. So if there's a certain year that I like and I don't get more than one bike from a manufacturer, sometimes I do get two if they want me to race some of their stuff. But if I don't and they can't give me an extra bike to do my own things to, I will purchase the motorcycle. So... Right now, at this time, I like to ride, on my own time, a YZ450F because it's easy to ride. 
I like the power. The suspension is insane. It's great. It's stable. It does everything well. Uh, reasons I do not like a Honda, twitchy and rigid. Reasons I don't want to buy a KTM, little stiff, don't like the fork. Same thing with the Husqvarna. Suzuki is gone. I don't know where the fuck they are. <laughs> Kawasaki, great. I would buy that second. Great bike, great engine, just not as good as suspension. And it doesn't corner as well for me than a Yamaha. So why is he 450F for me? And like I said earlier, if it was a 250F, I'd buy a Kawasaki or a KTM 250F. Those two bikes I have the most fun on. Or if you're in, you buy Reasons a I don't like a YZ250F, short um, top end over rev feel. Like I have to shift a lot. It doesn't rev out. Aiden tried riding it. Why did he not like it? Too much bottom end. Too snappy. Mm. He's dicking ribs right now. He weighs 125 pounds. He's not strong enough He's to hang carcass. on. He's a carcass. He is a carcass. So um, for those of you guys that are talking shit, saying Yamaha, 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 I'm very vocal about things I like. Well, he's got a Cowie coming, right? He has. We're building a Cowie for him. Because why? Because if Aiden gets good on dirt bikes, Team Green is really good in the amateur world to, ha- amateur world to help kids. Manufacturers right now is scarce helping amateurs. Mm-hmm. Team Green, solid. And you want Aiden to do it on his own, not with your help. Right. I want Aiden to be Aiden Kiefer, not the son of me, right? Yep. Have if his he's going to get some help, I want to be able to have a manufacturer help him because of him, not get bikes through me, Kiefer Inc. testing, so he can do his thing. I want him to be self-sufficient. Yep. Okay. Okay. That was from James. Oh, he did have a name? That was James. Oh, James. James. Okay, thanks, James. I think those were both from him because the other one didn't say. Right. So the last one is Amber from Florida. Mm-hmm. You and Heather both seem very open. How do you get around some of the things you talk about when your son is around? Does he listen to After Dark? What is your guy's philosophy on raising your child? Go ahead. So, Amber, Chris and I are very open with Aiden. Like, we do limit. Well, explain that before you. People well, we do limit. Out. We do limit some things, but we're look at. Obviously, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm no, go ahead. It's no, fine. no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you just totally. I lost my train of thought. So, so go. So, sorry about that. I just had something in my head. Uh, look, yes, we have After Dark. No, he doesn't listen to it. Yes, was he in studio one time when I started talking about it? But I know what level I can go to without getting raunchy and detailed to where yes. it's inappropriate for at least our standards. Maybe it's way inappropriate for you guys listening to have your kids around. I understand that. Every family's different. I'm very open and honest with Aiden. We don't sugarcoat anything. Uh, he has questions about sex. I talk to him about that. He has questions about girls. I talk to him about that. Um, he lives by some codes by us. I said, you're honest around these, this house. You do not lie. There's one thing that hurts me and your mother is lying because I would rather you do something wrong and tell me than lie about it. Uh, He has to love. He has to show affection. I like that he is that way. He he wears his heart in his sleeve. Um, But I am very open with my kid. We have an open door policy at our house. Um, I don't know how you guys are at home. I don't drink. Heather drinks. But I always told Aiden, if you ever get to an age where – you know, maybe you're not 21 and you're 19 and your buddies are drinking or whatever. And you want to try a beer. I want you to do it here at the house. Okay. I don't want you doing it 
under someone else's roof or out and about or doing something that it could get you hurt. Yes. I would rather you ask me and come to me and let me guide you or you're going to do it here with me. That's it. That's just how I live. That's how my parents were. That's how my parents were. Um, so how do I guess, she said, how do we get around it? We don't really get around it. Like I hit it head on, you know, it's not like we're, it's not like, you know, as, as much as you guys think I'm loose, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty reclusive. Yes. I ride dirt bikes and I work. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I love talking about sex. Yes. I love talking about relationships. I love all of that. If I could just do that for a living, I would love it because it's helping people and it's honest. No matter what, if it's honest, dirt bikes, sex, relationships, I'm all in. Experiences from my life, I'm all in. I'm not embarrassed. I fucked up. I do dumb shit. Everyone has, right? Well, we all have, just like having a conversation with your dad. Chris has to go and talk to his dad because Aiden will do some dumb shit and Chris will just lose his mind and then he talks to his dad and his dad just laughs and goes, you are the exact same way. You did the exact same thing. Like, right. And you think that Aiden's just... Politically in the correct word, retarded. Yeah. Right? But it's... And I tell Chris all the time, he's 14. His head is somewhat up his asshole. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Our family is very loving. I like taking care of people. Um, I will give the shirt off my back for people that are in need or special needs people. That all hits home to me. Aiden's very much like that too. So, yes, he is. Yes, we are open. Yes, I talk about questionable shit for some families. But it's... It's nothing that Aiden hasn't heard. No, we're not just talking about vaginas and dicks around the house and all these things that you guys might think we do. It's not like that. No. Um, obviously, we have privacy. There's things that you say and do not say. So, I don't know. I, I just try to be as honest as I can with him and you. That's just how I live. And and it rolls into my life. It rolls into the show. It mm-hmm. rolls into my work. I like that. I like being open. I just say in our world, we have all these fake, oh, real world, it's, you know, real television. No, it's not. Well, like people always say, you know, there's real life and then there's Instagram life or Facebook life. Right. And I feel like for us, it's just real right across it's the board. It's just blend. Like, yeah, we're not posting up, hey, I got bills today. Or, hey, you know, uh, Heather and I fought today. Or the people that post that they're in a happy marriage, but deep down, you, you know that they're not. You know that he's cheating or she's cheating or they're, they hate each other, but on social media. But then again, that's life. Yep. People cheat. People mm-hmm. lie. Sometimes marriages don't work. Doesn't mean you're less of a person. Just shit happens. Yep. Just, it happens. So, was that it? That's it. Wow, that went over an hour. Oh, boy. So, hopefully we got a well-rounded podcast of bikes, relationships, kids, I have something for you. Oh, shit. Chris around the house. Yes. I just marked that. Chris. This whole thing at Pulp, Chris doesn't do shit around the house. Chris does do shit. I do shit. You and Aiden cleaned the house for me yesterday while I was down the hill taking care of some other stuff. Right. And I appreciate that. Uh, Listen, he doesn't burn. No, they say you, you know, you wait on me. I'm on the couch. I feel like. But I do. Hold on. I want to just paint a picture. Like, I don't, I don't. Dude, there's by no means you do a lot of shit for me, like more than any other woman that I've seen for a man. Well, and this is what I said on Dark Side's thing. Like, yeah, I might do more on one end, but you do more on an, on the other end. Like, I feel like we both balance each other. It's 50-50, and it might not be 50-50 in other people's eyes, but to me it's 50-50. I cook. I do the dishes. 
I do the laundry. You have key for ink. That's your job. You vacuum the house. You do yard work. I keep up with our, our – I pay bills. You pay bills. Like there's things that I do that it's my job. Yeah. Right? Right. And there's things that – maybe it is old school. Maybe it is. Uh, my mom was disabled. You know, I cooked dinner for my mom a lot. My mom didn't cook. She couldn't walk, right? right. Um, do I cook? I could probably count on two hands the times I've cooked in our relationship. But right? that's fine. But that's our deal. Yeah. Right? So it's not like I'm just like, yeah, woman. Make me some make me dinner, some bitch. Dinner. Yeah, it's not, I'm not like that. No. It's just this is how, how we structured our life. And you're not. And now that Aiden's old enough, Aiden can do the dishes because you're not allowed to touch the dishwasher. I don't do the dishes. Listen. And I don't do laundry. One time. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. I started the dishwasher before I left for work. And there was some dirty... This is me? I did this? Yes. No, this is me. Okay. There was some dirty stuff that I couldn't fit in the dishwasher. So it was in the sink. So when I got home that night, I was going to you know, unload, put the dirty shit in there. I get home and the dishes are gone in the sink. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like Krista dishes. Like I'm mind blown. And then I go to open them and start to take them out. And you're like, oh, those are dirty. And I go, what do you mean they're oh, dirty? Yeah. I just washed them. And you're like... Oh, yeah, I took like three things out and I put the dirty stuff in there because I couldn't handle it in the sink. And I'm just like, motherfucker, like you could have like unloaded the whole thing. So now right. I got to rewash everything. Right. So you're not allowed to touch the dishes. Yeah, I hate dishes. <laughs> I will vacuum. I will clean bathrooms. I'm in, I will uh, mirrors, windows, sweep. You like to see your progress. I like mowing lawns. I like planters. I've like. Outside weeds, I will do weeds. It's funny because I, I hated weeds growing up. The things that like you like to do, I don't like to do. But like I like to prune the bushes. Like I like to get the scissors and I go out and I prune the shit out of the bushes and right. I'll edge the grass. That's relaxing. It kind of takes me away from dirt bikes. Yeah. So anyway. like yesterday, we had a fun afternoon breaking up the wood pallets. Yeah, and people talk shit on my hammer. That's what I had. That's what I had available. The cock was watching you. We got a pet cock that's in the backyard. Keeping his eye out. We don't have a name for him yet, do we? We're yeah. going to decorate him for Christmas. Christmas cock. Should take a picture with the cock this year for our Christmas card. Maybe. Hopefully Dallas is okay to do it. We got to check on Dallas today. Yep. Dallas Dunn, our buddy, photographer, Kiefer Inc., got hurt today. So um, was at the race and tried to went too big, and I think he might have broke his humerus or something. So I thought it was collarbone. Humorous arm, shoulder area, I think. Something's going on. Oh. So anyway, that's a wrap on the reader email questions or listener email questions, however you want to call it. Hopefully I didn't get too loud. No, it looks good on the levels here. We'll, we'll adjust that. But uh, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, if you got any questions, I will try my best. And of course, there's still merch floating out here. We're going to get some new hoodies because you guys are barking at me about I want pullovers again. So Heather... Can we order some pullovers this week for everyone? Yep. Okay. We will get the Kiefer test. Are we uh, doing the old logo? The check mark hoodies, and then we'll do another logo All right. for pullovers. Okay. And if you want merch, you can go on my website or simply email heather at keferinktesting.com. Give her your sizes, what you're looking for. If you don't see it yeah, on the website. For some reason, our site doesn't. Well, I'm, we're working on a new site. You oh, know are this. we? Yes. Oh, I did Ian, not. my web guy, we're going to restructure my site, and we're going to have a better shopping experience. Oh, that'd be good. Because I'm not good at keeping up with inventory. And I feel so bad when people order something, then I have to email me like, I'm sorry, we're out of that. But please, shop with us. 
We might have it. We'd love to see what you guys are running out there. Like we for run. sure have large and extra large zip hoodies. Let's you know it's winter time. Let's get a zippy hoodie on you guys. Forty They're so bones. cozy. Forty bones, soft, metrosexual. If you even if you're bigger, dude, it doesn't matter. Steve wears them. He likes it. I so. might have some double. I, uh, I know for sure X and XL. That's why you email Heather at keyforinktesting.com. Let her tell you what she has and doesn't have. Mm-hmm. You have a question for her? I don't know if you answer questions. You're not very good at checking emails sometimes, but you do occasionally get back to people when it's not a merch question, right? Yes, I do. Okay. And as always, thank you guys for supporting this podcast. We love doing it. It's fun for me. Next week, we will be back. Guess what's coming? Gas, gas. Oh, it's a red KTM slash Husqvarna. I don't know if they like me saying that, but it's a hybrid. It's basically what it is. So It's shiny red. The gas, gas right? 450. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it's red. Anything red looks good. But it's good. like metallic red. No, it's like blood. No. But did someone have different plastics in at Loretta's? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah, that was, yeah, that was a whole different setup. Mm. That wasn't the proper red. Oh. That's going to be on the show coming up soon, as well as keyforinktesting.com. And, of course, don't forget to check out racerxonline.com. Video side of Kiefer Inc. is basically up on RacerX. Reviews, product tests, RacerX Garage. And, as well, if you guys want to subscribe to RacerX Publication, 30 bucks, get a calendar. Heather says she loves the calendar for some reason. Why do you love it? Oh, because it got all the races down on the... Oh, the big amateur races? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's why Heather loves it. So 30 bucks, you get a print, you get digital, and you get a calendar. You know, the things that you don't like me talking about, dirt bikes and racing. I don't mind you talking about dirt bikes. No, but you're like, can you shut up? Well, yeah, we talk about it all the time. I'd rather talk about other things. I know, but I'm trying to plan things. Kiefer, like Coffee with the Kiefer, is we doing that? People want to know. Well, yeah, of course Once we're a doing month that. episode, it's about that time to do another one. I feel like this is half coffee with the Kiefer. Icon-CBD.com. That's right. It's good stuff. It is. It smells good, actually. It's it good smells, stocking stuff. It smells stuffer. tiny, like in the woods. Uh, yeah, but yeah, anyway, thank you for joining us. As always, we have a pre- wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, eat a lot of turkey, get stuffed. Not us. We're having chicken. We are? So we always have. Why can't we have like a, a deep fried turkey? I don't know. I don't like turkey. If anybody knows how to deep fry turkey, hit me up, Chris. It's not hard. Drink. You buy the deep fry and no, you buy the oil. No, but people blow themselves up. Well, yeah, because they do it in the house because they're a bunch of idiots. No, they do it outside and it still blows up. Oh, people are dumb. Wow, you're coming in hard right now, dude. Well, some people are. Yeah, but it's, I mean, jeez. Yeah. Settle our, down. Our normal dinner is good. Why you get quiet? I'm just saying our normal dinner is good. We have Thank chicken. you for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Later.